<laughs> Welcome to Facing Fear with Sarah. My name is Sarah McInerney Hawk. I am your host. I went from 30 flirty and thriving to 30 flirty and surviving. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 30, and prior to that, I had faced a lot of fears in life, which led me to creating this podcast in 2019. Fast forward, here we are many years later, and I've interviewed over 100 different guests with many stories of how they face fear while remaining unapologetically authentic. That is what we are here to do, encourage you to live your life unapologetically and authentically. The Facing Fear world recently got a little bit bigger because a new part of it is in the world, and that's my book, my very first book. It's called Does Carcinoma Mean Cancer? It covers the four days between being tested for cancer and finding out that I had it, and the funny things that happened in between. Well, you know, funny, happy, sad, etc. It can be found anywhere on Amazon, and it's a graphic memoir, which means it is 70% art, 30% text, and it's 74 pages long. So it's something you could read in one sitting, revisit multiple times because the art has a lot of dual meanings and I'm so proud of it. Go check it out on Amazon or facingfearwithsarah.com backslash book. All right, let's get into this week's episode. listening to Facing Fear with your host, me, Sarah. On this podcast, I talk to individuals who have stared down their fears and are living unapologetically authentic lives and defining their success on their own terms. You can expect vulnerable stories and realistic tools of how you can do the same. This is a little bit of a different episode, as you'll notice in your player, it's called hashtag Facing Fear. And these episodes will be with just me, your host because I love all of our guests and their incredible stories, but I want to make sure that we leave space and time for us to think about facing fear in a little bit more of a general term. And I want to bring you different tools of how you can do so. So today's episode is going to be all around journaling and how you can journal your way out of fear. This episode is brought to you by the MPAC and the Little Viper, two of my favorite facing fear tools. The MPAC is the world's first and only weight training backpack using water as weight. It is a fantastic way to get out there and work out wherever in the world you are because it is a kettlebell, dumbbell, barbell, weighted backpack, and more. Visit evolvedmotion.com backslash Sarah Mack and enter the code EMPOWER for 10% off. You can also check the Facing Fear Instagram for workout inspiration. The second part of today's episode is brought to you by the Little Viper, a discreet pepper spray wristband about the size of your average Fitbit tracker. I love adventuring alone or going through hikes or whatever it may be, and it gives me a peace of mind knowing I have a tool to protect myself. This $20 investment is perfect for everyone, guys and girls alike. Seriously, whether you walk your dog alone or your kid is in college or you're in college yourself, this is incredibly important to protect yourself. So visit littleviper.com and use code SARAHMC for 10% off. Oh wait, there's one more thing that I wanted to tell you. And this is something I've been working on for a while and I've told you guys that I was going to get done and I finally did. 
So the first audience that's going to find out about this project are those who are subscribed to the newsletter. So if you're not subscribed to the Facing Fear with Sarah newsletter, go ahead and go over to facingfearwithsarah.com, scroll down, and you can subscribe there. This project is the merchandise. So I finally have merchandise and proceeds from your purchases will help me buy the tools I need to make this more efficient, bigger, and better. There's also going to be a straight up donation option. So if you want to donate and have 100% of your proceeds go towards helping me build this world, you can do that as well. Because with the merchandise, I'm using a drop shipper, so they definitely take a large percentage, but I still will make some. So make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. I'm announcing it there first, facingfearwithsarah.com. Okay, now it's time for the episode. The last episode of Facing Fear, my guest Chloe talked about how journaling helped her go through some dramatic life changes she's been experiencing. And if that's not the theme of 2020, I really don't know what is. I thought her advice and her experience with journaling was so relevant. And it was something that definitely struck a chord with me as I pulled myself out of a pretty big rut I was in last year with journaling. So you'll see more of these facing fear episodes because I want to focus in on a fear and then a tool you can use to conquer it because there are many ways to conquer fear. So let's get into it. Starting in August 2019 through the end of the year, I had a lot of shit going on between a ton of travel for work, for my personal life, learning and trying to grasp a promotion I had just gotten in July, I was feeling this overwhelming sense to be perfect and make everything work. I had also had a lot of anger during this period. I'm not exactly sure why, but I remember being frustrated almost all the time. And I think looking back at my writing from that time, it came down to wanting to white knuckle everything. So that's that feeling or sensation, you know, when you're driving and you're holding on to the steering wheel so tight that you're white knuckling it. That's where people usually get that from. But it's an expression that means that you're just trying to hold on to everything and make it work and make it perfect. And I think that's what I was doing. If I was going to travel, it was going to be the most efficient, fun-filled, business-satisfying trip. There was no room for chill. If there was an event, everyone had their specific seat and nothing was out of order. If I had a meeting and it didn't go down path A, which is where I wanted it to go, but instead the group wants to go down path B, I found myself rolling my eyes in my mind because I would never do that in front of anybody else, you know, (laughs) but I left extremely annoyed. And during this time, I was also going through an identity struggle within myself For five years, I had called Finish Line home, and I've loved every second of it. But in August and September of 2019, I really started brainstorming what this, other than this huge corporation I've been a part of for so long, do I bleed anything besides blue? And to make things worse, I wasn't exactly kicking ass at work at the time. My boss and I had one of the most uncomfortable lunches at Panera, where I teared up in frustration over not getting what I wanted from work, while he didn't understand why I couldn't just find my role on the team. Needless to say, instead of taking out my phone to just stare at it and, you know, scroll through Instagram or Facebook while I waited, I just started to write in a notebook how annoyed I was in the moment. I wrote how my day was going and what I was feeling. And by the time they walked in, about two minutes later, I had filled a page. 
I probably looked a little crazy sitting there with a page full of words, not about work, might I add, but it made me feel better. I left behind what I was feeling and was ready to focus on the topic at hand with that person. I started to do that more when I would get frustrated or angry, upset. Instead of saying a reaction or typing that email out, I would just write down what was going on and why it made me feel that way. There is so much fantastic technology and apps today, but with this episode, I want to share with you how you can journal your way out of fear, and that's with pen and paper. So the first step, you have to do what works for you. If you remember from Chloe's episode, which I'll have linked in these show notes, she said she bought many types of journals before finding the one that worked for her. And there are so many out there. Figure out how you like to write. Are you thinking long paragraphs? Then go with a blank one. Will you write daily or just whenever you feel? If it's daily, maybe find one that has dates every day. If it's whenever you feel, get a blank one. When I started journaling last year, I was jumping back into the journal game after years. I probably hadn't journaled seriously since high school. So I got one that was called 52 Lists because, you know, I'm a big list maker and that was easy for me. It was a weekly journal where you had one prompt per week where you listed all the things based on that prompt. It was perfect because it gave a direction, it gave a subject, and then lines to fill in. Which if you're just starting and you want to feel satisfied, having lines to fill in and knowing that you don't have to write full, perfect, beautiful sentences, you could just jot down things, is such an easy way to start. Then once I got the use that I needed out of that, I just started writing in a blank one. My routine nowadays is I write when I feel like it, which is almost every day, but sometimes not. You have to do what works for you. So that's step one. Step two, turn to paper and pen instead of your phone. Like I said, I know there are so many apps. We all have the notes app, whatever it is, but you need to force yourself to turn to paper and pen or maybe pencil, whatever works better for you. There are a million ways to distract your brain nowadays, but when you have paper and pen in front of you, it's just those two tools. I forgot where I got this visualization, jeez technique from but somebody had told me once like imagine all of the thoughts and emotions and feelings in your head traveling down through through your neck through your collarbone through your arm through your hand through the pen and onto paper and I just loved that visualization technique because sometimes life is too much it's too much and our head can't possibly carry all of these things we're expected to carry. So through journaling, I thought of it as almost a reward of when I was feeling overwhelmed, I could picture all these things in my head coming down through my arm, through my hand, through the pen and onto paper. It not only mentally helped me leave stuff behind, but I could literally write it down and leave it behind. So I really encourage you to get back into pen and paper. And you could add some soft music on in the background, but the practice of writing takes your eyes off of a screen, your ears away from consuming anything else, and your body in a position ready to focus. Again, do what works for you. Find a beautiful notebook that inspires you or that's the perfect size for the bag you carry around every day. Like You really have to get this specific because if you just go buy something to buy something, 
it's not going to work in your everyday life and then you're going to be frustrated. So think about, are you carrying this around with you? Is it next to your nightstand? Is it on your kitchen table? So think about where you want it to be and then you can kind of find the style that you want. And same thing goes for your writing utensil. Um, My friend Kara and I are addicted to this certain pen and brand, and we literally will go to the ends of the earth to find them anywhere, and we only strictly write with them. They are awesome. And it's just, you know, it's a Papermate gel 0.7. That 0.7 is so important. So that's what we use, and we're addicted, like I said. But do what works for you. Get comfortable for you, whatever you need. So that's step number two, turn to paper and pen. Step number three, oh, time. Everyone's favorite hurdle. Journaling doesn't mean you have to set aside 20 minutes a day. Literally start with three. You will be surprised at how long three minutes are without distraction. And I bet in three minutes you can find something to write about that made you happy, sad, frustrated, excited, joyful within your day. So my suggestion would be to grab your paper, your pen, and your phone, set that timer for three minutes, flip over the phone, and just see what comes to you. And then you can go from there and building up the time to maybe five, seven, ten, or once you get used to it, you'll just write for however long you need. So that's step number three is just setting aside some undistracted time. And step four, my last one, go back and read what you've written in the past, Are you still feeling those things? What is left to uncover? Do you need to ask for help? And who can you ask for help? It's interesting to see where you were so you can continue moving forward, or maybe it's a sign the direction you're pursuing now still isn't working. So that's step number four is go back and read what you've written before. In my experience, journaling has also been a fantastic tool to help me because it allows me to talk to myself which you guys are probably like, isn't that why you started a podcast? And no, surprisingly, it's not. But when you're journaling, you are literally writing things about your day, your life, your feelings. And so it forced me to talk to myself. And sometimes when I would write things down, I would look back and be like, okay, that was kind of silly to get upset about. But without taking that pause, I don't think my mind would have been able to wrap around that. And think about it. How often do you sit in your thoughts or focus your brain on just you? Probably rarely. We're always talking to others, texting, commenting, communicating in some way. But journaling was a great way for me to figure out what was going on within me because it made me talk to myself about myself. Now, remember, I was trying to pull myself out of a pretty deep rut when I started journaling. So my journaling was very much about me. But if that's not what you need from it, take Chloe's advice and write well wishes you want to give to others. She talked about how she makes a column within her journal every day where she writes down blessings she hopes for someone else. Now that I've figured out this massive shift that took place within me, I think I'm going to take her advice and start writing more about others in my journaling. Before we wrap up, I want to leave you with something super vulnerable. I've been a reader and writer my entire life. Growing up, I had multiple journals throughout elementary, middle, and high school. And while all of them didn't make it back to me throughout my many moves, my mom recently gave me two she found. When I was younger, I wrote a lot of poems. I look back on my middle and high school days as pretty average, normal, chill, nothing too crazy, but 
inside my head, I was really emotional. And I'm thankful I kept writing. This poem I'm about to read you is from 2004, which would have made me a 13-year-old. And while the poem itself is a little bit sad, it does have to do with fear. And I think it's the perfect way to end this Facing Fear podcast episode for today because it gave me the chills reading something from 16 years ago that talks about facing fear. Over a year, I have come full circle in building this brand, redefining it, the look, the meaning, all of that, and sharing it with the world. But this poem told me that facing fear actually started 16 years prior. All right. So here's the poem from 13-year-old Sarah. Sometimes I wish I could go away just to leave and come back another day. I wish everyone would stop just to look around. I wish we could see through the anger and fear. No one would have to cry one more tear. But we have to face our fears and fight back too. Facing our fears might be the hardest thing to do. If you are looking to literally start at ground zero with journaling, you should subscribe to the Facing Fear newsletter because every month I provide a newsletter with many things, but two of the main things are a short blog for me and then a prompt for you. So in the first newsletter, the prompt was, how would you describe yourself without using parent, sibling, boss, athlete, student, employee, etc.? Spend some time thinking about who you are underneath all of those titles. So these prompts are a great way to start if you are not into journaling or don't know where to start. And I'll give you a second prompt as well that came from my second newsletter. And the prompt was, when was the last time you caught yourself comparing your life to someone else's? What can you be proud of yourself for right now? So I wanted to leave you with those two to get you started somewhere. And to encourage you to subscribe to the Facing Fear newsletter, where you'll get this once a month, and you can do so at facingfearwithsarah.com. Thank you for listening. Go write something down today and start facing your fear. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Facing Fear podcast. I'd love to know what you think, so please leave a review on Apple's podcast app, or you can go to the Facing Fear with Sarah Facebook and leave a review there as well. If you or someone you know has a story of overcoming fear to pursue their own definition of success, please submit yourself or that person as a guest. You can do that at facingfearwithsarah.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the social media world. You can find the show everywhere at Facing Fear with Sarah or communicate directly by emailing hello at facingfearwithsarah.com. You made it to the end of the episode, so I'm going to give you a little surprise. I was recently published in the Wildfire Magazine. It is the first and only publication for and by those who are too young to be affected by breast cancer. 
and you can go get this issue at a discount. So visit wildfirecommunity.org and use code wildfire15 or even better, use the link in my social media, in the show notes today. And if you use that particular link and the code, you can not only save yourself money, but you can also earn me a little bit of money as I get a kickback from every purchase used under Sarah's link. So go check it out in the show notes. The issue is themed the new normal. And this is relatable for anybody who's been through some kind of storm in life and is trying to figure out who they are and who and what and how and why life goes on afterwards. So check it out. Go visit wildfirecommunity.org. Use code wildfire15 to save on your version of a print or digital copy of the latest issue called The New Normal. Thank you so, so much for your support.